Week four of the NFL season is here. We've got the Pick Six Vodka NFL Pick'em to come and our abysmal records <laughs> three weeks into the season. It's Honorado and company, Chris Honorado and Ashley Miller. The news of the week, though, and it will continue to be through the weekend in terms of how he extends that home run number. Aaron Judge has ended his home run drought. Seven games without one. He is now as we sit here on a Thursday at 61 single-season home runs, Ash. Off the schneid. People were waiting. The people were restless. But, yeah, off the schneid. 61. Yeah. Now we can all continue to watch Mm -hmm. for 62. Yep. is Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Outfit House. Shout out to Andy Heck and Katie Osborne, the great people at Alpenhouse, for being our presenting sponsor each and every single week. Aaron Judge now at 61 home runs, Ash. And before I say the glowing things we're going to say about him, mm-hmm. I've watched back uh, videos with three different play-by-play calls of his home, rest, home okay. run last night. They are all awful. Mm. Awful. The ball goes over the wall. Tell people that's 61 and shut up. There were three announcers. Now, one was on the radio. I'll cut him a little bit of slack because you're supposed to paint a little bit of a picture on the radio in terms of what was happening. But that didn't happen. It was just this historical reference repeated. Everybody knows what is happening at this point. The ball goes over the wall. Tell us it's 61 and get out of the way, as they say in this business. From home plate to home plate, all three announcers didn't stop talking enough your name is attached to the historic moment let that be that broadcasters back in the day i sound like the old guy here but these are old broadcasters i'm talking about the three guys who i heard do play by play of this they should know let the moment be let it breathe tell us it's a home run and that it's number 61 and maybe that he tied roger maris and then get out of the way I've heard way too much in this process about announcers not having the opportunity to call this home run. Then I'm watching fans who didn't catch the ball like like it was the end of their life. And I'm thinking to myself in both instances, this is not your moment. This is Aaron Judge's moment. This is a moment for Roger Maris Jr. It's a moment for Judge's mom who is in the stands. Let him have the moment. If you caught the ball, are you telling me you were going to keep it to sell it for a million dollars? I mean, I know it's easy for me to say here, but having seen enough of these historic home runs and the awful way it's handled between fan and athlete, I would give the ball to Aaron Judge. It's his ball. It's his home run. It's his moment. And what I, I just couldn't believe that these three broadcasters who I admire just didn't get it right last night. That that bothered me. That was your moment. That was my moment. I just, you know. You're very angry about it. Yes, I I was, I I was, I'm not, I was surprised by it. I was surprised. And as he's rounding the bases, I just kept thinking, stop talking. Stop talking. Yeah, I, 
I don't, I don't hate it as much as you did. It didn't really bother me. I think the fact that it had taken so long affects how you call that. Like if it had not been a week, if he had hit it a day later, maybe they would have shut up. It felt like they had to kind of fill the gap and be like, finally, it's happened. We did it, whatever. And I know you say, okay, they talked all the way around the bases. Um, I get it. You're also not at Yankee Stadium, so you're probably not going to get I hear that. quite yep. the same effect with just yep. like the natural ambiance of it all. And you did, uh, listen, there were definitely cheers. It was a cool moment regardless. If it's at Yankee Stadium, I think they shut up a lot faster. Okay, fine. But I st- I'm going to push back on this here. Yeah, go ahead. It's, it's television. Yep. Let the pictures tell the story. Let the video of Maris's son with Judge's mom in the stands hugging tell the picture. Let, let the, the video of Judge rounding the bases and, and cutaways to the dugout, let that tell the – you are – I'm watching this. I don't need – all of the commentary throughout. It just was a moment that needed its space and we didn't get any of that. And that, I, that surprised me. That surprised me. Okay. okay. That's the end what of that. What about him? Forget the announcers. Yeah. I, I'm, made I it about the announcers. <laughs> I understand. I did. And I said, I was going to say something negative before I got into the positives of it all. Jeff Casey says he remembers the silence of, of Chris Berman of all people, Chris He's Berman of all people. Never quiet. Quiet. When, Ripken hit that home run on his historic night when he broke Lou Gehrig's record. Uh, that was Orioles-Angels. Uh, Nick Madalone is an Orioles fan. He's going Houday, though. He always goes Houday for his yeah. Cincinnati Bengals, a Thursday night game. Bengals and Dolphins, interesting game Very. on Thursday night football. Nick is our NFL Pick'em guest picker this week, courtesy of Marcella's Appliance Center. All right, so here's the here's the – the situation at home on Wednesday night, I was awake for I, three of his at bats. I think was I awake for, th- I think I was awake for three of Aaron judges at bats. You come up four yeah. times. He did. Yeah. Cause we said the he, seventh might be Homer his last, his last at bat. Yeah. So I'm awake for three of them at the end of it. All, I just say, I'm going to bed. It's, you know, not that late, but it was nine o'clock maybe. Right. So, yeah. I'm I'm up I'm in bed I'm trying to sleep but truthfully I'm thinking is this guy doing it I have my phone I'm looking at my phone I'm checking the Braves game I'm looking at what the Mets are doing I then decide enough is enough I put the phone down I'm trying to sleep I hear this downstairs just one it was just one, one. It was just one clap and I knew dang I missed it <laughs> I can't believe I have found a way to watch every at-bat in the last week and a half up to this point. And the one that I don't watch, he hits it out. I knew it immediately that you would clap downstairs and that judge had hit one out. So what do I do? I pick up my phone and I make sure I'm like, I cannot believe I missed 61. Can't believe it. Sorry. I mean, I would have felt worse if you were asleep. True story though, right? True story. It yeah. wasn't like it. I, yeah, I was not like, and I don't even know. I think it was just like a, even unconscious, subconscious, you know, thing. Cause I don't, I remember being like, oh, I was quiet. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I heard your clap. <laughs> well, all right. Let's talk about the accomplishment here. 61 yeah. home runs. 
for Judge. It comes in a clutch moment as well, which you were quick to point out yes. that it was a tie game. The Yankees going to win this thing 8-3 on Wednesday over the Blue Jays. 62 is really the number. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, we, we, we've yeah. obsessed over the at-bats to get to 60. Well, 62 is the number. It's obviously well within reach here with seven games to go um, ahead of a weekend series against Baltimore and then going to Texas. But number 61, it is a number we haven't seen in 21 years since Bonds hit 73 in 01. What do you think? I think there's a lot, listen, I'm going to explain a little bit. And I know this is not like a first take of anyone's, but this is, it's been well-documented. The number, all of the numbers involved in this situation to me are very prophetic. And like it, it, to me, it feels like a little bit deeper than baseball. And I know that sounds weird, but like you have Maris who hit 61 in 1961, 61 years later, a guy wearing 99 hmm. to Roger Maris's nine, which is retired hmm. in Monument Park, wearing 99, hits 61 home runs. It, yeah. To me, the whole thing just feels like it was a little bit meant to be. Hmm. So would you like it to stay at 61? No, I want him no. to break it. But to, to have it happen 61 years later, the, the number is 61. It's all just kind of so bizarre to me. Yeah, I mean, listen, what an accomplishment. There are people, and 73 is the number. That is the number that Barry Bonds hit, whether you agree with it or not. He, did he cheat his way to it? Sure, he did. But that's the number that exists. It will exist. He will not catch that number. But I think to a lot of people just in their mind, it's kind of like the people who don't believe that Barry Bonds record stands or is fair or whatever are going to say, okay, Aaron judge has the most legitimate home run record. He doesn't have the home run record. That's how it goes. The accomplishment is fantastic. What he has done this year. And I think we've said this, he's hit for average. He's in the triple crown mix. He's leading the American league in average. Currently, I think he's at three fourteen. Uh, he will be untouched in home runs and RBIs. That won't even be close. So it'll be whether or not he can keep that average up as he tries to swing for number 62. The accomplishment is is ridiculous. What we've seen, we might never see again. And this is what you talk about is like, maybe you never see this again. We saw it with Bonds and McGuire, but then realized it, it wasn't, you know, legit. This is seemingly legit. We may never see it again. Even from Aaron Judge, we may never see it again. This is something that is hard to replicate. It's not like he can just come back next year and be like, yeah, let me, let me just hit 60 more home runs. Right. Judge hit, um, what? 52. Alonzo then hit 53 the following year. Stanton has gotten into the upper fifties. Um, so guys have been in the fifties occasionally. Um, but you're right. This, this never felt attainable by a clean baseball player. In our lifetime, uh, and 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 here we are. You referenced the triple crown. He's sit, sitting at three thirteen on this Thursday. He's tied with a rise from yeah. Minnesota, so it won't be necessarily easy. But I I do think this Ash. I, I think Ash that now that he's at sixty one. I know sixty two is the number, and we keep mm-hmm. saying he's got to break it, right? Not tie it. Who cares about a tie? Nobody wants that. I think he loosens up big time, mm-hmm. going home. Against the Orioles, I think 
there's a weight off him now that like if I do nothing else this season, yep. I would at least be tied for the record. Yep. I, I think he he might hit one Friday. Um he might he might just have a monster weekend and and I think ultimately I think he's going to win the triple crown. I think he's seeing the ball really well. Look at all the walks yeah. he's taking. He's yeah. not swinging at bad pitches. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think he ends up with the triple crown. I think he ends up with the American League record of 62 or more. And if he does that, I don't want to hear these Shohei Otani people about MVP in the American League. You win the triple crown, you are the MVP. Jeff, you don't actually need us to answer this question, right? I mean... <laughs> Yeah. That's not how it goes anymore. No. No, it's not. Baseball I mean, has if- changed. Everything about baseball has changed. The pitching has changed. The balls have changed. The bats have changed. The people have changed. We almost need to readjust the triple crown. Here's my proposal. Okay. Um, get rid of average in the triple crown. The player who has the highest OPS with more home runs and RBIs, you are the triple crown winner. OPS is a more valued statistic than batting average these days. So why not make that part of the triple crown criteria here instead of average? Uh, We talk about average and and it's one of the, it's the stat that shows up on, on TV, but it may be in five years I don't think it's the stats that shows up on TV anymore. ESPN was leading that with their Sunday night baseball bottom line stat a couple of years ago. Um, I think they still showed average, but it was not the first number you saw to the left yeah, of your you screen. Still, it was yeah. OPS, yeah. home yeah. runs, RBIs. Yeah. And then I think they may have backfilled with average. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I still, I'm an average person, but I, I'm You're not, not an average. average. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm above yeah, average. I understand that about average. myself, but yeah, yeah. but I like average. This is interesting, and I I don't know if it's true across the board, but I think it will be true. I think it will be true. Uh, although I'm not a believer in – listen, I think the shift is stupid because so many times it doesn't work, but so many times it does work. Mm-hmm. I always say learn to hit around where they're standing. Like if they're shifting right, then – and people don't bunt enough in my opinion, lay a bunt down the first baseline. There are ways to get on despite the shift, but I, I agree. I think sh- – I think averages probably will go up a little bit for specific players who are very either pull specific or, you know, opposite hitter specific. I, I think he's probably right. Yeah, I think you're right too. And, and the shift, when you say the shift works, it isn't just because somebody grounds into or lines out into the shift. The shift works anytime an out I think is made because you're yep. affecting the way that guy is approaching that at bat so whether he strikes out pops up whatever i would say the shift work because now you're mentally forcing somebody to try to do something differently yeah um nick says those extra large bases man yeah maybe i mean it's 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 definitely intended to uh to increase stolen base attempts yeah uh more than anything but uh but yeah, by the way, how about this? Um, we talk about infield hits. Jeff Casey's bringing up the point of, of learning to bunt and, and use the bunt. The Atlanta Braves do not have a single successful sacrifice bunt this season. They would be the first the team in Major League Baseball history to go a full season without a successful sacrifice bunt. In fact, there is no team that has played a full season right beyond the 2020 pandemic year that had fewer than four 
So wow, this is a team that is in contention for first place in a division, and it's not a bad division. That the either Mets have can't no- bunt or chooses not to bunt. Can't and well, it can't and doesn't want to, but can't well, you is can't, absolutely then you choose not to. You know, can't is absolutely part of the conversation. Here. Yeah, absolutely part of the conversation. Um, the Right. Maybe they choose not to because they absolutely can't. Uh, Mark, first time commenter here. Mark, good to have you part of the show, man. Thanks. Uh, Major League hitters should be able to adapt their stance or bunt to beat the shift. No doubt. Even Joey Even Gallo, Joe did, Gallo it. did it. Boy, are the Dodgers good or the Dodgers good? The All Dodgers right. When we come back here good. on Honorado and company, uh, we're getting into week four of the NFL season. We've got the pick six vodka NFL pick them still to come here on the show. Nick Madalone from Marcella's Appliance Center will be our guest picker. We'll run back over uh, last week's selections. We are slow out of the gate. And I am taking a little bit of a different approach this week as our graphics guy, John Conlin, was uh, quick to notice in my approach. Uh, We've got that. And we're looking back on what was a wild week three as well. College football weekend looks pretty good, too. We've got a long way to go here on Honor Auto Company and a lot to get to. Back right after this. Teams. Athletes. organizations we're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose claim your crown at marcella's appliance center our commitment is to you providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair, you can have peace of mind that Marcellus is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. There's a look at all of our local business partners on this show. Michelob Ultra brought to you by Saratoga Eagle. Uh, thanks to our guys at Novice Clothing Company, Nick and Garrett Bernardo. Marcellus Appliance Center as well, of course, on with us from the very beginning. Nice scoba, our guy Jimmy Miller. Uh, proud to support the show as well, and we love having him uh, as part of this. KPM Restoration, uh, a local company doing big things across really the cool. right. When we had all the flooding in St. Louis, yep. they went. We've got the incredible hurricane and now tropical storm damage in Florida. They are there. Um, they packed up a truck yesterday. They sent some employees ahead of time. But they drove the truck down, filled with some supplies to try to get people, as they say, back to normal. Uh, Good on them to try to do what they can uh, in a state that uh, is hurting. It's going to be a region that's hurting because it looks like the coast of South Carolina and Georgia is going to get hit pretty hard uh, as well. How are the Braves and Mets going to play this weekend? So, look, we talk talk sports, okay? I know Carol is thinking about her family down in Florida as well. If you have family and friends down there, I know they are on your minds. We talk sports. It's what we do. um, And maybe it gives you an hour away from everything else that's going on in the world. So 
the sports world wants to know, how are we going to deal with this? Hurricane Ian. The Buccaneers moved out of Tampa. Now, look, Tampa ended up, I'm going to say, doing okay because the storm moved more easterly than I think the original track showed. So Tampa got a lot of rain and and certainly some wind. But the Bucs moved out of there ahead of time. They went to Miami to practice. That Sunday night game between the Chiefs and Bucks. I think they're still going to play. They're looking at Minneapolis as an option mm-hmm. to play Sunday night if they can't. And t- my guess is they're going to play that game Sunday night in Tampa Bay. Major League Baseball said, we're going to keep this series in Atlanta. They entertained some other ideas, like maybe we move it up to Thursday. Um, they're going to play the series in Atlanta currently as constituted Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. But they could go early Friday and doubleheader Sunday. There's some flexibility, right. I mean, you're obviously. You're going to get rained out at some point, right? I don't know. I think this storm is more east than than people figured it would be. I think it looked like it was going to go right over the top of Atlanta, and that's not the case anymore. Um, so you know, this thing is like big. It doesn't just like skip a city. Yeah, I get it. Uh, look, you know what? I don't know. I, I could look up the forecast for the next three days yeah. in Atlanta, but but baseball says we're going to play the series there. Um, yeah. They must know. So the last thing I want is for them to try to jam one game in on October, what would be sixth, mm-hmm. between the end of the regular season and the beginning of the wild card. That is a nightmare. Um, I would I would rather forfeit the division and, and let's get the day off and go play the wild card if that's what we have to do. So this is kind of the effect for now. The uh, Miami Hurricanes are playing their game on Sunday instead of Saturday. They're going to wait for some of that storm uh, to fully blow through uh, if they can. Sam I mean, says, ask Bob the what the weather's going to be in Atlanta. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm looking up the forecast and it looks really nice in Atlanta for the next 10 days. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Look, I'm I'm just coming off the morning show where Astano is showing me all the maps and models and I'm saying Atlanta looks like it might be okay. By the way, this would be like Bob's last assignment. Hey, Bob, uh, I know you're on the way out. The, out, out. Uh, can you Can you give me the forecast in Atlanta, please? Thanks. That'd be great. Um, all right, Ash. Let's uh, let's get to our badness. Well, uh, let's get to some of the NFL NFL Week Four games that aren't on our board. As you know, each every week we pick six games. Um, these are some games in Week Four that are not on our board. Um, but Miami and Cincinnati is a very interesting one to kick yeah. off the week, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Yep. I think it's an important one. It's important for both teams. Um, but yeah, it's interesting for sure. I think I am going to lean Miami, but I don't know. I'm I'm not, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati wins. Yeah, I I would lean Miami here too. Um I I don't know. I just feel like every team Cincinnati plays, I'm gonna look at the other side and say, is this pass rush good enough to get to to Joe Burrow, and and more often than not, the answer is going to be yes. Yeah, and, and I so think the, I, I think the Dolphins' defense we've talked about it is good. Obviously, they got to Josh Allen. Yeah, obviously their offense is one of the best in the league currently. Yeah, yeah. Um, Minnesota and New Orleans that is in London, so I threw it up there. Yeah, just to remind people, hey, nine thirty Sunday morning, you've got football, so right. enjoy it. I don't know that it's a great game, but you got early. Sunday morning football. Washington and Dallas, maybe people in the area interested if you're a Giants fan. Um, 
can Cooper Rush do it again? And my question, I guess, coming out of this game would be if Dallas wins and Rush continues to play as well as he has played, where are we with the, with the Dak Prescott situation? That's not a conversation. You play Dak. Yeah, I don't think it's even a conversation. And that's not that's not how I feel. That's just not – it's not going to be a conversation in Dallas. You think the moment Dak Prescott is cleared to play, he starts? Yes. You don't think there's any way Dallas would say, we know you're cleared to play. Um, Cooper hasn't lost yet. And he's looked pretty good doing it. Let's give the let's let you heal a little, maybe well, one more week. There's a difference between like if he's a hundred percent healthy and cl- like cleared. Okay, you cleared. We're gonna give you an extra week or two to get a hundred percent healthy. Yeah, maybe. Once he's a hundred percent healthy, he's playing. Okay. You're paying that guy too much. It, it's just you can't play Cooper Rush when you have Dak Prescott. Even if it doesn't work out, I think if you put him back in and things, we go back to the three point showing that we had in week one with Dak, then maybe you make a decision. They're four and one. They're five and one. Dak is unquestionably going back. Okay. I I believe that. Yes. I'm not saying it's the right decision, but I believe that. Okay. Uh, Denver and Vegas. I mean, my goodness, Vegas. I mean, they're 0-3. This team, I don't know what to say about them. If they can't beat the Broncos, they will not beat anyone all year long. Yeah, Denver's not good, and yet they're They're 2-1. and I know. They're the worst 2-1 and team that there's ever been. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're worse than good. they're worse than the Giants two and one team. I know that. Yeah, they're not good. Uh, and I'm not Rams the Giants are good, but they're that's a bad two and one team. Rams and Niners are the Monday night game, and again, just another interesting. Yeah, no, I game. like that. I like that a lot, actually. Another interesting mm-hmm. game on the slate. All right, we're gonna get to our pick six vodka NFL pick 'em right after this. Everybody, back in less than thirty seconds. Happiness is found in simple things: the sun on your face sharing laughs at the campground getting wet relaxing together the love of family there's never been a better time to go outside and play alpenhouse pool spa boat and rv bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Okay, Ash. Um, performance industrial, dirty, difficult, done. Still to come on the show. Um, how did we do last week? How did we do? Well, here's the evidence. Um, we did equally awfully. Not strong. Is that a thing? Not strong. Uh, Back to back weeks of two and four for me, and now sitting at seven and 11 with you. This is not good. This is not good. Nope. Nope. Back to back weeks of two and four for me as well. I had a really good week one, and then Mm. not so good the rest of the way. Were you one and five last week? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Well, hey, accuracy is important. I know. Accuracy is very. Very, very oh. important. Um, all right, stand by here. I have lost. We have like two people controlling things here. I've lost one of our games, but I've got it back. I lost a couple of games, actually. Here we go. Here is uh, the first game on our slate here. Bills at the Ravens. Um, home dogs. I like home dogs. 
Yeah, and I know you. So I am taking the Baltimore Ravens here to at least cover. They might win outright, but to at least cover and for Lamar Jackson to give this Bills defense absolute fits. He's the MVP three weeks yeah. into the season. I'm on Baltimore, Ash. Uh, yeah, I, I'm on Buffalo only because of last week's loss, but I agree. But he could, Lamar Jackson could cause real problems for this defense, especially if they don't get any one of those five players back who were missing last week. And we know they won't get several of them, but yeah. um, Dane Jackson should be back. Yep. I'm not sure about Ed Oliver. They need some of those guys back. Phillips, okay. they need them back. So we're split on the first game of the weekend, and that is Buffalo and Baltimore. Uh, game two here. I'm not I'm not taking my foot off the, the Giants gas pedal here. I'm on big blue. The they Bears are last week. Yeah, but the Bears are bad. The Bears yeah. are bad. Um, and again, another home game for New York here. Mm-hmm. Give me the Giants at home to win by more than a field goal. The Giants didn't let me. The Giants didn't let me down because I picked against them last week, and the Cowboys did me yeah. a solid. Um, yeah. If I'm gonna lose, if I'm my team has to lose, then it better be for the betterment of my picks. I, I don't love Chicago either, but I'm just not convinced that this is a a really good Giants team yet. So I think it's probably a very competitive game because I think they're probably both just kind of okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, I could see it going your way as well. Yep. I'm going okay. with the Bears. Okay, fair enough. Uh, game three on the slate here. Oh, we're together on this one. Jets and Steelers. <laughs> what do you mean? We're not together on this one. I know. Yeah. Oh, 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 we've been yeah. opposite on everything. Yep. Uh, so I'm. I'm going. Zach Wilson is back. Uh, we we think he's probably back. Yeah, um, so. so I'm going Jets here against the Steelers team that still is not committed to the quarterback, and this is where I just feel like. Yep. I don't think Trubisky's going to play well without support from everybody. Like, I think he knows his his clock is ticking. So give me the Jets here, committed with the guy Zach Wilson coming back and yeah. some weapons and a Sewers defense that doesn't have T.J. Watt and, and all that, all that. You've convinced me that my pick is wrong. Thanks. Oh, boy. Well, that, that didn't, that didn't no, take I, much. Listen, too. honestly, I was hoping that they would go with Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jacksonville and Philadelphia now done. Okay. With the Jags as underdogs here. Yeah. This is a, this is our first matching pick and. And who would have thought it'd be Jacksonville. Uh, Eagles are favored by six. That's a six and a half on your screen there. They are a three and O football team and they've looked pretty darn good doing it. Uh, just barely escaped Detroit week one, but pretty good after that. Yeah. And yet you and I both sit here and say Jacksonville to cover, right? Not, not to smart. win, to cover. No. Yeah, we're not that smart. No, I'm telling you, they will lose by less than a touchdown. Less than a touchdown, right. Philadelphia. Tell, tell me this, is, this is the well, Doug, Peterson, Doug Peterson revenge game. Yeah, you, I, can't, you can't overstate that. I think that the Jags are on the verge of being a really good team. Yeah, they are. Uh, they have a lot of things going for them. We've talked about the draft picks that are panning out for them finally, since they've picked in the, in the basement. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, we know what he did in college. We know how good he is. He needs the weapons around him. He finally has some weapons around him. Even, and, and listen, I think the the contract to Christian Kirk was absurd, mm-hmm. 
but he's a talented receiver. He hasn't had a guy in a long time like that. And there you go. You get yep. it's, it's starting to work for them. It's all starting to work. I think the Eagles are very good. Um, they're going to win their division. I think running away probably, but I'm going with the Jags. We'll see if they put up 38 again. They're they're probably going to be in the conversation. You got it. Uh, Patriots Packers. This is the Sunday game of the week. 425. There's no Mac Jones, so uh, Green Bay doesn't have to do. But I, as I said on our KPM restoration rapid reaction, is there really a, a difference? Not a huge enough difference for me. And I just am not going to – I don't feel good giving a Bill Belichick team 10.5 points. So Green Bay wins, but it. I think it's, you know, 7-10 to 10 point game. I could see – listen, I could definitely see that. It's not like Green Bay's offense has been gangbusters by any stretch. I don't – I don't believe in Mac Jones, but I don't believe in comparing Brian Hoyer to Mac Jones. They're not the same. So I went Packers. You picked against the Packers last week. I didn't, and they came through for me. So I'm just going with my good old standbys here. Yeah, it worked okay for you uh, last week as well. All right, before we get to the Sunday night game. And now, your weekly NFL Pick'em, presented by Pick 6 Vodka. The game of the week on NBC and News Channel 13 is Chiefs and Buccaneers. Before that, though, Sam has a question. When was the last time the Pats were that big of a dog? Couldn't tell you, Sam. Yeah, ten and a half. I bet you they have been recently a ten and a half point dog. Oh, I would say pre-Brady. Gotta be. Even when Brissett and Garoppolo started games early in the year, there's no way that that had to be pretty. They weren't a 10 and a half point dog at any point last year. He's a rookie quarterback. Good question. We'd have to go back to look at last year, but I, I bet not. I don't know. I think people who are still drinking the Belichick Kool-Aid then. All right. So chiefs at bucks. This is a small favorite here for Kansas city, two and a half, but we both like the road team. Now to start off the segment, I said, I love me some home dogs, but, uh, I, I, apparently, apparently not in this game. Yeah, I, I like the Chiefs. I think they were they shot themselves in the foot last week. They should be three and zero. They're not. Um, yep. I, I the Bucks are tough for me. They haven't been convincing. They just haven't looked good. Even when they're winning, they don't look good doing it. Now, granted, he's going to have Evans back this week, so that offense will look a little better. Mm-hmm. But I'm still on the Mahomes train. I think people make we made a big deal about. The argument, whatever kerfuffle it was between Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy, it probably was nothing. I'm sure at the end of the game they were like, "Yeah, no big deal." But I think they're just going to come out and be ready to try to stick it to them. Yeah, and I think uh, that Tampa offense is just not going to be good enough yeah. uh, to hang with Kansas City. All right, Nick Madalone is our guest picker this week. Uh, Marcel is a client I mean, center. This guy's been good to the show. He uh, is a huge. Cincinnati Bengals fan. You're about to find out how big. And he's got a big game tonight here with Cincy now one and two taking on the three and zero oh Miami Dolphins. Nick, man, it's uh, it's good to have you on the show, buddy. Who day? The Marcellus logo behind you, man. How are you? Good. How are you? We're good, dude. Thank you for doing this with us. Um, no, no problem. Glad to be a, glad glad to be a part of it. Finally. Oh, let's 
Yeah, let's see what you're up against here, because as you know, we've been alternating back and forth between a local nonprofit and one of our supporters. And at the end of the year, the local nonprofit rep with the best record is going to get a nice little donation courtesy uh, of the show and of our partner. So here is what you're up against, man. Nobody has been better than three and three. Now, while you can't be the recipient of the donation, Ash has put in here kind of last minute that the local business partner who has the best record will get dinner on us. So you've got to beat Andy Heck from Alpenhouse right now. He set the bar at three and three. Okay. Well, we'll do our best. (laughs) It's not been the easiest year to pick. No, and I don't every every time, Nick, I'm like, we got through last week and I'm like, you have to be kidding me. Every time you think you know something about the NFL. No, it's too unpredictable, especially this year. It's crazy. Yep. I don't think this week is is e- is easy either, easy. Nick. All right, you're on Baltimore here, man. Tell us why you're not picking the Bills who are favored on the road. Well, you know, I don't know that they win outright, but I, I don't know. you got two really high-powered offenses here, two of the best quarterbacks in the league, a lot of weapons. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I see it being close. So I like, uh, you know, and uh, Justin Tucker's a heck of a kicker it comes down to that mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know the defenses I don't I don't know that they're going to stop anybody I think the offenses are too talented and the quarterbacks are too good so I, I like uh, I like to be a close game in Baltimore to cover that spread plus they're I'm home gonna need, I'm gonna need some some big performances by my teams in these first two games because you two are you two are in cahoots in these first two uh <laughs> Nick you you buying the Giants or are you just not really buying the Bears? I'm not really buying the Bears. I mean, it, I, I think that the Giants defense against the Bears offense, I, I like that matchup. I, I think the Giants do enough to uh, squeak this one out. And I, I, I think I think they'll cover. I think they'll score enough to cover. I mean, if Chicago gets a lucky bounce somewhere, it yep. could go the other way, but. I don't, I don't, that Fields is just not, he's just not putting up uh, points. So, and the Giants really aren't either, but I, I think they'll yeah. do enough here at home. And you're convinced the return of Zach Wilson is not enough, like yeah. me, although despite Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, this is one of those games you get, uh, you know, Zach coming back. You, you, we just don't know what he's going to look like or what he's going to do. Uh, the Jets are the Jets, unfortunately. And the Steelers, they're home. They kind of got a little mojo at home. They beat uh, my Bengals a couple of weeks ago, even though that was on the road. So uh, I think Steelers, you know, I think they play, they don't make mistakes, and I think they they cover this one. When was the last time three people who claimed to know something about football or at least watched a lot of football picked the Jacksonville Jaguars Never. Uh, yeah. in a segment like this, man? Why the Jags, Nick? Uh, I don't know. I You know, I – when the season started, I, I I thought the Lions might be a surprise team, and they mm-hmm. uh, they look like they're coming around. But uh, I don't know Jacksonville. I, I like what their defense is doing. They got that Devin Lloyd, the rookie, playing outstanding. Uh, Lawrence is he looks like night and day from him from this year to last year. Uh, they got some weapons, as Ashley uh, pointed mm-hmm. out. Uh, I, I think they can keep it close. I mean, I think they could maybe win the game. Uh, Philly's a great team, but. Uh, I think this is going to be one of the best games of the week. Oh, my turn. 
you like the Packers, as do I. Chris continues to pick against his team. He never picks his team. I, yeah. I don't know. I give him credit for that because whenever because I pick I my team. <laughs> this is me too, though. You're like, all right, well, I win either way. Either my yeah. team wins and I lose yeah. on the pick or I win on the pick right. and my team loses. I don't know. I feel like when I pick my team, they, they lose a lot. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Which isn't hard to do for the Bengals before last year, but uh, uh, yeah, like I don't know. Always religiously pick your team, no? Yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, it, in rare instances if it's a mismatch, you, you may not do it, but uh, usually I do. Yeah, okay. yeah, I will do it, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't know without Mac Jones, yeah. uh, New England. I don't think their defense. I don't know. Did, they're not playing all that great either. You know, Hoyer, I think I saw something. He's like one in 11 in his last 12 mm-hmm. starts or something. And, you know, he's been around a long time, but uh, I, I don't know. Can they keep it close? I don't know. I'm just not convinced. I think uh, Green Bay, uh, I think they start getting the offense going this week. Look, if if there's going to be a game where Green Bay gets right, it, it has to be this one yeah. at home yeah. against, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not even just talking about the, Brian Hoyer situation, Nick, to your point, New England's defense is is far from great. So if right. Green Bay can't figure it out this week, man, we we got some real problems. I mean, like and then we're all on the Chiefs. Bill Belichick factor. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Green Bay's for me, yeah. All on the Chiefs Sunday night here. Don't know exactly where the game will be played yet, but we don't right. seem to care. We're on Kansas City. Yeah, I think Kansas City, you know, especially coming off the loss last week, they should have won that game. Uh, as Ashley said too, Tampa, something looks off with them. That Brady, uh, just look at a sink. I know they get a lot of weapons back this week, so you never, you never can uh, know what's going to happen there. I mean, Brady's Brady, so I, I hated picking against him in this game, but it's the Chiefs and they got a lot of weapons, so. I don't know. I think they just they're just the plan. They're just playing better, and I think they'll pull this one out. And like you said, we don't even know where this game's going to get played. All right, man. The game you care about. We brought you on for six games that didn't even include your team yeah. because it's the Thursday nighter. Right. And, and hey, as, most of our audience is going to watch this after the game's already over. Yeah, right. as you know, we can be seen Saturday night and Sunday morning now on News Channel 13. So a couple of different opportunities over the weekend to watch Honorado and company with Marcellus Appliance Center, one of our supporters on the show. So, right, this game is in the books by the time people see the show on TV. But Bengals, Dolphins, man, how do you guys pull this off? Well, I think the short week actually helps us in this situation. I think Miami had a big emotional win Mm -hmm. against Buffalo. They got kind of lucky, but they pulled it out. And um, I don't know, Bengals, they seem to get their act together a little bit against the jets um the offense uh, looked looked better they were throwing it downfield more they had a couple plays over 40 yards uh that we hadn't seen till last week uh, i mean none of these guys their offensive line they got four new guys played no preseason they're starting to get in sync with each other uh the defense has been great all year they've only given up three touchdowns the whole season so uh i i like their chances i i just think uh and Tyreek Hill talking trash. You know, we can't have that. He ain't coming to the jungle and, and being the <laughs> cheetah and, and walking away with a win. And it just ain't going to happen. So uh, it's going to be a who day all day. And I think the Bengals will be two and two at the end. Burrow's not going to let us down. But it's Burrow against Tua, which is interesting. You know, cool. they had all the, the battles with yeah. LSU and Alabama. So it's going to be a great game. You got Waddle and Chase and 
to and burrow and all you know higgins all these guys they're superstars so it's going to be a fun game but i think uh being home coming off the short week burrow he's burrow he's joe cool so i gotta go with him i love it this was fun nick thanks for hopping out with us man good luck this week we'll be keeping a close eye and uh your name will be up on the leaderboard somewhere next week We'll see. Hopefully we do we do uh, Marcella's justice here. There you go, man. All right. Yeah. Say hello to Johnny and the rest of the crew over Will there do. for us. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks Ashley. Thanks, Chris. All right. Nick Madalone from uh, Marcella's Appliance Center with us here on Honorado and Company. A full look there at that Bengals hat. How about it, huh? So good. Uh, this is from Sam. He did some research for us. 2020. Cam had covid 11 point dogs to the Chiefs. So it, listen, and before that, it's it was like you said, pre Brady, basically. So, yeah, yeah, or late, early Brady. Sam, the uh, show researcher here, we yep. appreciate all the You're help hired, you Sam. get uh, at absolute all times. All right, when we come back here on Honorado and Company, uh, the Dirty Difficult Done brought to you by Performance Industrial, still to come on the show. We will also look at the college football slate. There are five games this week that pit top 25 team against top 25 team. There's some college football worth watching. And speaking of Marcellus, we've got that MVP of the month award still to give away here. We're back right after this. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. carbs and 95 calories. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. We've already told you a couple of ways you can watch us on the weekend on My 4 and News Channel 13, couple of new times, 6 p.m. Saturday, My 4, 6 a.m. Sunday, News Channel 13. You can just listen to the show if you're tired of looking at the two of us that's okay you don't want to see our faces just tell your smart don't do it audio device at home she has a name that i won't utter it starts with an a it's not ashley uh and just tell that device play the podcast honorado and company and it will do just that we are on apple podcasts we're on spotify we are on amazon music so you can check us out audio version only each and every week uh if you would like ash you saw this on social media certainly worth talking about here a fabulous section two soccer player headed to the big time world of north carolina i mean this is listen when you're talking specifically women's college soccer this is the program this is the program you want to go to it's the best program in the country has been for 25 years. Um, and yeah, Claire Hutton from Bethlehem has committed to North Carolina. We knew she would go big. She's gone as big as she can go. She's been on national teams already, uh, yep. U.S. national teams. This is a girl who, in my opinion, has the chance to be the greatest soccer player to ever come out of Section 2. Um, our buddy Jeff Warnick, she's the most talented soccer player I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I've seen a lot of tons of soccer in my life, but uh 
our buddy Jeff Warnick brought up two names because I, I did say this to him this morning. I said, I think she has the chance to be one of the best soccer players to ever come out of this area. And he reminded me that Damian Silvera, who you may know, and Miles Joseph, both Shen products, played at UVA and Clemson, respectively, were both members of the 1996 Olympic team. So she's got a little bit of work to do to get there, but I, I do think that she has the chance to be, she's a name that people, you know, nationally and internationally might know uh, at some point in the very near future. Mm, those are, those are two good names. I, and, and their names I, you know, I forgot about or didn't know about. It was like the 80, late eighties, early nineties. So yeah. here's the uh, Saturday slate for college football. Kentucky Ole Miss is going to be fun. Mary. That's, I mean, the number one pick in the NFL draft is Will Levis right now. He's the quarterback of the number seven Kentucky Wildcats. How about that? Um, again, at you know at at the Grove, at Ole Miss, Our that'll be a fun one. Be there, right? Now that's a I think that's a noon kick. I would hope that I would hope that our cousins are there. Um, that's a noon kick, I believe, at Ole Miss. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, ACC showdown with Wake Forest and Florida State. Another good one. NC State, yeah. Clemson. So you've got two ACC. Head-to-heads here of top 25 teams. NC State has cracked the top 10. They are at Clemson and then Bama, Arkansas. If you're going to watch one of these, Ash, what are you picking? Mm, I I think it's Kentucky Ole Miss, but I'm more interested, I think, in Wake Forest FSU because to me that is going to show us exactly how back Florida State is or not. You know what I mean? I, I think Wake Forest is as legit as it gets. Yeah. Um, but I think it'll tell us a lot about FSU. I'm an ACC girl. That's where my team is. The ACC is as talented this year as it's been in a very long time, top to bottom. So I am just kind of inherently interested in the ACC. But yeah, Kentucky almost is going to be a blast. And you will obviously pay close attention to what happens uh, at Syracuse <laughs> this weekend with Wagner in town. And I'm- that leads us to this. It's time for the Marcellus Appliance Center MVP of the Month. Boy, beginning of the year, I don't know that we would have ever said MVP of the Month in relation to the Syracuse football program, but the Orange are 4-0. and They'll be 5-0. and And so your boy is our MVP of the Month, Ash. Marcellus Appliance Center MVP of the Month. And who would have thought after watching last season with Garrett Schrader that he would be our Marcellus MVP of the month. This is a guy who seems like a different quarterback. I I attribute a lot of it to the new offensive coordinator and the new quarterbacks coach, both of whom came from Virginia, the team that they just beat 22-20 last week. But Garrett Schrader has looked like a different quarterback. 66.4% completion percentage, eight touchdowns, one interception. Those are numbers you'll take every day of the week. And he's coming off arguably his worst game against Virginia, in which he had no touchdowns and the one interception. So before that, he was eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, I think Syracuse. I, I, I'm not going. You ask if they're for real all the time. They're they're better, and that's kind of where I'll leave it. I think we will come back to a close to 500 level after the gauntlet that is their schedule over the next five weeks. Yeah. Well. Right. So if I ask all the time, Wagner. are they real? Wagner and then a bye week and then they play number 10 NC State and that's the end of what was a four game homestand if you will and then they have to deal 
with Wake Forest and Clemson and Notre Dame and Florida State, and and it it won't be easy after Wagner, that's for sure. Um, but and not in the stat bar here, and they tell you with live TV and radio, don't ask a question you don't know the answer to, or or at least know that your partner knows the answer to this. These are eight passing touchdowns, correct? I, I believe so. He's got rushing touchdowns as well. So uh, my point is, right, he's accounting for even more offense than you're currently seeing on your screen, and that's what makes him such a valuable player. Yeah. Uh, Sam, would you take it easy, man? Crushing them. I get it, but they're about to they're about to literally play five top twenty currently five top twenty-five teams in the next six yeah. weeks or seven weeks. So take it easy. Yeah. <coughs> um yeah, they, they may be at the end of the day more of a five hundred team than than anything like anything more than that. Um all right, one last break here on the show. When we come back, the performance industrial dirty, difficult, done. One of my boys from growing up. I mean, in hot water again. He's always in hot water. And a comment from a college basketball coach that quite honestly shocked us. Back right after this. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. Fire, water, smoke, mold, and sewage cleanup. Reconstructing your home after a disaster can be both stressful and demanding. KPM Restoration will work quickly to restore your home. We'll help provide complete damage restoration to your property. My problem was that uh, I was traveling, there was a leak in my basement. We called KPM, they came in at nine o'clock at night and were there till two o'clock in the morning until the problem was solved. KPM Restoration, we'll get you back to normal. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Jamie Kennedy and his uh, KPM restoration team, they are in Florida uh, trying to help the situation after a Category 4 hurricane named Ian uh, slammed into the state. The team at Marcellus has good pick with Syracuse back in the top 25. We gotta get some like NIL deal. We'll send our MVPs a fridge or something. Fridge. <laughs> well, mini fridge. Do you still do mini fridges in uh, in yeah. dorm rooms? Is that still a thing? I've been out of Absolutely college for so is. long. Speaking of the storm, now look, it's a serious situation. We don't really know the the breadth of the devastation and loss of life, but we we're got to bring some levity to the situation here. Did you see this reporter in Florida in how she protected her microphone? I don't think they taught this in sex ed back in the day. That is exactly what you think it is I covering the microphone. I mean, I, I guess it's, I did think like, yeah, it's probably a pretty good idea. I would just have found something else. Apparently, now she's claiming that reporters in Florida have been told to use I, condoms not... in the past to cover uh, uh, microphones and, and valuable electronic equipment. This, to me, feels a little over the top, but that is 
practicing safe reporting, apparently, in Florida. So just had to share that one moment that has gone viral on social media. Connecting your mic. Okay. Interesting stuff. <laughs> they are expensive. That is true. All right, Ash, let's get into Dirty Difficult Done. And now, Dirty Difficult and Done. Presented by Performance Industrial. Bill Miller and his group, part of that Real Men Wear Pink campaign each and every October as we come upon Breast Cancer Awareness Month with the American Cancer Society. Bill Miller and Performance Industrial, they do great things to support ACS uh, and other nonprofits around the Capital Region just like it. All right, Ash, you are up first. All right. My... (laughs) Even seeing her now bothers me. So Hmm. this is Kim Mulkey. She's currently the LSU basketball coach, formerly the Baylor basketball coach, women's basketball. There she is with Jen Griner. To me, her silence or singular comment, which was a reporter asked her, hey, we haven't seen you say anything, heard you say anything about Jen Griner's detainment in Russia. And she said, quote, and you won't, end quote. And that was it. Moved on to the next. Listen, whether no matter your political beliefs, whether you think she did something wrong or not, she is a human. If you love her, have a relationship with her, you recruited her. She helped you go 40 and 0 and won you a national championship. Mm-hmm. The least you can say is, even if you wanted to say what she did was wrong, but I wish her the best. I hope she comes home. How hard is that? Yeah. You, you seem like a heartless, hard, kind of just terrible person. I know you have to go to yours. So. That's okay. Do you have a friend named Jen Griner? Brittany Griner we're talking about oh, here, sorry. right? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Brittany Griner. My bad. Yeah. yeah. I thought I Ashley I must know it. I played against a Jen Griner in high school. Well, that's why Not then. Really enough. Okay, there you go. All right, here's my dirty, difficult done. Brett Favre, who was my boy back in the day as a Packers fan, is in some dirty dealings here. Uh, paid more than a million dollars for speaking engagements he didn't even show up at. He has repaid that money. But now we're talking more than like $5 million in a welfare fraud case here. Some of that money from Favre's foundation going towards this, a volleyball facility at Southern Miss where his daughter played. It's all just shady. And again, it's just Favre being way too far like you have had too many missteps man in your life and career to be embroiled in this kind of controversy now like can we please from the rest of what's going on here clean it up a little bit this is a obviously a bad look for Favre I hate to see it as a Packers guy who rooted for him like crazy back in the day and he's been welcomed back to Green Bay with open arms after Minnesota and all Ugly, man. It's dirty. It's dirty. It's dirty. So two dirties from us here. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for watching Honorado and Company.